look, you have turned in for another episode of High School. And I'm so glad that you did, and you're going to be so glad too. Our guest has graduated from high school in the year 1968, and they went to high school in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So definitely not a former student of mine. Um, We discuss a lot of things, including... um, skid marks and it involves the most rebellious thing that this guest did and the proudest moment um spoiler alert was graduating uh high school just kidding um but that's totally fine if that is his their proudest moment um this guest tells us about an experience where they cooked for the entire school and how wonderful that experience was We also discussed some cultural norms of the time because the guest um, uses the term sissy class for a quantity food class. And let me just back up. A quantity food class is what they used to call a facts class, family and consumer science foods class, um, culinary. That's what used to be called quantity food class. If you are in education now, you know it as some of the other words that I just used, facts, foods, um, culinary. Some of those words are going to sound more familiar to you. Um, We get into how the draft works because I'll be very upfront. There's a lot of things that I pretend that I know about, but I don't actually know how things, some of this stuff works in, in, in life. And I think that it's okay to admit that you don't know how everything works so this guest explains how the draft worked um, and breaks it down for me and maybe even for some of our listeners who were also unaware and just nodding our heads appropriately Um, the song the song that the guest chose is searching for a rainbow by marshall tucker a favorite of theirs and the book that they added to our goodreads bookshelf is Uh, a biography about John Paul Jones, who is believed to be sort of the father of the Navy. Um, And he has a famous quote that says, I have not yet begun to fight when his ship is attacked. Um, And I just loved talking and having conversations about this guest and their high school experiences. And I hope that you will enjoy it too. So please... Without further ado, welcome to 1968, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. For today's episode, remember you can't say any names of the school or any people. You can describe things and describe the person or where they worked, but you can't give me an exact name. Got it? Okay. Okay. All right. Um, What was the year that you graduated? 1968. Okay. And what was the city and state that you went to high school in? Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Okay. You are our second uh, guest that has went to school in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Our first uh, person that went to school in Wisconsin uh, graduated from Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, I remember listening to that. Oh, you listened? Mm-hmm. Aw. And what was the size of your high school that you graduated from? What was what now? The size of your high school? Hmm. I guess there must have been about 2,500 of us in there. Oh, that's big. Yeah, we were a big school. 
All right. And if somebody was looking for you in high school, where would they find you hanging out most likely? Either in the quantity food class or in the auto shop. <laughs> What's a quantity food class? Well, we had we had like a work study program where um, you actually worked on a job, went to a job that you worked on, and then you took classes in school about it. Like a work study type of thing? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Our uh, bosses were um, involved with with the program, so they gave feedback to the teachers. Oh, that's really cool. I think they're trying to bring that back in a lot of high schools now. Yeah, you could almost say it was like a junior apprenticeship. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, without using their name, um, can you tell me about your favorite high school staff member or members without um, telling me their name that you really enjoyed in high school? There were two. There was uh, my quantity food instructor. She was uh, she was always uh, thrilling and, and uh, anxious for us to try new things and wasn't afraid to uh, experiment with, you know, our minds, I guess, in a way to get involved in the, um, let's say we look for more than just bread and butter. <laughs> when you said instructor, was she the teacher or was she the person that you apprenticed with? She was the teacher. Okay, gotcha. And she encouraged you to go further into your levels of understanding is that what you mean yeah 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 she okay. wanted she wanted us to search out why we were interested in what we were you know it wasn't just okay we're cooking but why are we cooking what are we doing with it what's the food doing with it why is this temperature better than that temperature what's the chemistry of the food what's the what's the uh, uh the molecular breakdown of this stuff. You know, it was it was it was involving more than just cooking. I mean, cooking was involving chemistry, physics, uh, art. Uh, it was all inclusive. Yeah, it sounds like it was a much uh, higher level class than just high school. Like that sounds like a college. Group. Yeah, yeah, you, you know. could say it was. You know. Yeah, that's wonderful. Who was the second person? You said there were two. Oh well, he was our shop teacher. He uh, he he uh, he was again like she was almost, except for the fact that it was metal and and engines and wood and welding. And he wanted us to have more than just basic knowledge of it. He wanted us to be able to to do it correctly and enjoy it. So. That's Those really were teachers we had back then. <laughs> that, we that had sounds, good teachers. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. They sound very special. What was the most rebellious thing that you ever did in high school, and do you regret it? Uh, I guess laying down a 50-foot skid marker or patch in the parking lot of the school and no I don't regret it. 
Um, we were racing. We were having a race in the parking lot, a drag race. You and and like another like, guy. What what was school in session? What was it? Well, Saturday? It was, it was, like me. Paint this. Was getting out. You know, school was getting out. It was a stupid kid thing to do, but it was cool. <laughs> Did it give you bragging rights? Well, yeah, we had blue smoke everywhere from the tires. <laughs> we, we burned them up. <laughs> That's funny. What's something that you're really proud of that you did during high school? Actually, <laughs> Actually making it out of there. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, yeah, I guess probably that was it. So, the proudest thing was being when I was uh, elected president of the quantity food service class. And was it decided by your classmates, or did the teacher decide? Classmates and the teacher. That's awesome. Both. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, we actually got to, to go in the cafeteria and cook for the entire school. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's astounding. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Did it go well? Sure. Went real well. Okay. All right. That's... We made spaghetti and, and meatballs and Well, that's a great idea actually. Yeah, I mean, you know, we fed a lot of lot of kids. I mean that's like uh-huh. and and then everybody got to know who we were and what we were doing. We weren't just uh um, Quantity food service was sometimes looked upon as a a, a sissy class, ah, but okay. by those things we became rock stars because wow. we could do those things. So, yeah, it was a lot of prestige involved in it. That is so cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Huh. That's that's. That's Even like a the story old, the old gals cooking in, in the, society. <laughs> the old gals that were cooking in the in the cafeteria, they were kind of like, "Holy cow!" <laughs> <laughs> so you know, well, it was. But that's when they cooked too. You know, I mean, our our meals were real food. They weren't. I mean, they made pizza from scratch. They made cookies from scratch. They made all that stuff from scratch. Sounds so good. Yeah. It all started going downhill after we graduated. <laughs> after 1968, things changed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it did. <laughs> um, speaking of change, how have you changed since high school? Would you say that you're the same person that walked those halls, or are you somebody else? I'm somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not the happy-go-lucky kid that I was down there. You know, I had no no regrets. The biggest worry we had back then was getting drafted to Vietnam. Yeah. That was our biggest worry. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as, as we continued to grow up, um, we changed as we needed to, you know, as as the responsibilities that we took on 
in life made us change, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, but it made us change, you know. Yeah. Your environment changed and you adapted to it as needed. Oh, yeah, it did. You know, I mean, I uh, I was just a, <laughs> putting it mildly, I was just a, a goofball going to college to get stoned and drink beer. I mean, and stay out of stay out of the army, you know. <laughs> yeah, I would say that some of that is still true today. Yeah, it sure it is. Yeah. Were you ever drafted? Do I? Were you ever drafted? No, no. I took my chances with the lottery. I um, uh, I was uh. Number 360, I was going to be in the 362nd was my my number. Um, and it would have been in the 19th drawing. So I would have never been drafted. So for listeners that don't understand the lottery and um, host and producer like me, can you explain what that <laughs> is? I, well, I, yeah, I every, it, but everybody... I don't, have the concept down. There, there's there's 24 letters in the alphabet, right? So every letter was a draft, okay? okay. Like S, I was that was number 19. Anybody okay. with the last name of S would have been 19th drawing. Okay. And I would have been the 362nd pick in that drawing. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So highly unlikely that I would have ever been called up. I mean, it would have had to been a major, major event in the world that, that I would have ever been called up. I mean, if I wanted to enlist, I certainly was free to do so. Gotcha. And sometimes I wished I would have. I, I feel somewhat guilty that I didn't serve. Really? Yeah, I do. I don't think I would have enlisted in the army or the marines they're too hardcore i would have gone to the uh, air force or the navy actually i would have probably preferred the navy oh you got to pick like which, which... yeah you could pick whatever service you wanted to go to okay not when really... you got drafted though when you got drafted you were army oh okay unless okay. you enlisted into one of the others before you got your your date the call up date oh gotcha okay that's how that system works. Okay. Wow. So you've changed. Um, and you said that you don't think that you're the same person that was in no, high school. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I mean, there's, there's, there's fleeting moments of it, but, but for the most yeah. part, uh, you can't be the same person. Just, no. it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, and if you are, then then you're like, holy mackerel! How'd you do that? Right. You know? But um, no, it's it. You know, your life changes so much. The minute you get your diploma, it changes. You know yeah. you. You have uh, accomplished one thing where you were under supervision from 
uh, you know, your parents or your teachers or whoever. But when you get your diploma, all of a sudden you're independent, basically. Um, the reins are You either go to college, you go to vocational school, or you go to the military, or you get married, or you, you just run away or something. I mean, <laughs> well, there were people that did that, you know. Um, and, uh, well. I guess in some respects, they didn't want any more responsibility than what they had. Yeah. Um, there were some people that really surprised you that what they did that you never thought they would do. You know, I mean, it was like, that guy was nothing but a goofball in school. <laughs> now he's running, now he owns a company. You know, I mean, it's like, how the hell did that happen? Oops, sorry. <laughs> you can cuss on this show. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah. That's the reality of life. <laughs> it is. Well, in high school, would you say that you enjoyed going to your high school library? Yes, I did. I loved it. Yeah. We had a we had a big library. It was neat. There was a lot really? of stuff in there for reference and, and learning and, and expanding knowledge that wasn't have been available. I mean our whole City had wonderful libraries um, mm -hmm. all throughout the city. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, being a college town, I would would expect that that's expected to be of them, you know. Yeah. Uh, a center for learning, and uh, but I can remember when I was six years old, my mom walking me down to our local branch library branch and getting me a library card. Um, and, uh, I would spend many, many hours in that library when I was, before I even got to junior high, you know, and then I just stayed involved in it even after yeah. uh, high school. I mean, I always would go to the library. Um, and even where I live now, I, I go to libraries yet. That's um, so cool that you know. That love has always been there for them. Well, yeah, I mean it's a it's a free entertainment. Every every city I ever went to, the first thing I did was get a library card because it was free. Yeah, it's one of the. Why not take advantage of that? You yeah. know, you're foolish if you don't. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, did you go and through? I tried to instill that to my children as well. <laughs> well, I hope they listened. <laughs> Um, did you go through anything difficult outside of school during high school? And do you, did you feel like you had a school family to lean on if you did go through anything difficult? Um, yeah, I did. Um, my mother's brother was, uh, an alcoholic. And so we went through some difficult times with him and, and, uh, uh, just just having the experience of uh, taking him out of the flop houses and in the back of my car and driving him to Milwaukee to the veterans hospital and seeing the condition that he was in that uh, and what my mother would go through. Um, and you were a teenager. Yeah, I was a teenager. I was sixteen. Wow. Actually, I was 
it was before that it was about 12 13 but then when i got my driver's license and that uh, you know mom uh recruited me to be more of her helper than anybody else for him well everybody else kind of give up on him you know but but she was a paternal twin to my, uh, my uncle they were uh, they weren't identical twins but they were paternal so it's something about twins you know that that just they don't give up on each other yeah wow and you felt like there were people at high school that you could yeah there were there were there was uh my friend a couple of my really good friends um and uh you know those two teachers that i was talking about you know they could tell if i was happy or down you know i mean they just knew by uh your body language and how you you know those kind of teachers were very perceptive you know yeah and uh and i think that's what took to be a good teacher is you have to be perceptive of your students yeah i agree with you completely um do you have any friends from high school that you're still in touch with yeah a couple That's not great. not best buddies but you know i mean yeah. we were best buddies in high school but uh, oh, wow. we stay in touch yeah huh? that's really cool yeah yeah it's uh yeah i've never been back to a reunion or anything uh but uh he had and and uh we kind of caught up on some of the people that quite a few of them are already dead i was amazed <laughs> at that you know i couldn't believe it yeah i guess well um we were a class of, of crazies there was no doubt about it i mean I, that was I mean, a... I, when I when I <laughs> my first day down in Madison when I was going to college down there was uh, one of my roommates was rolling his own cigarettes. <laughs> I said, "What what are you doing that for?" I said, well, you, "Don't you want a Marlboro?" He goes, "No." I said, "You can have one of these," and that was my introduction to grass. <laughs> 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 uh, pack a later and everything in the refrigerator was gone <laughs> <laughs> hello college <laughs> yeah hello <laughs> it was good <laughs> oh my gosh well you did go to high school in the 60s literally so that had to oh, be yeah. in high school literally in the 60s i mean it was from the beatles to the jefferson airplane <laughs> What a time. Fact, the, the birds, I don't know if you know who that group was. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man and stuff. They actually played in our gym for a pep rally. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I hope you guys won the game. Well, yeah, we did, but, you know, Good. it was just, it was cool watching them. I mean, it was amazing. Wow. Um. To those you know, that we are saw still... all the we saw all the good bands. We had yeah, seven eight dollar tickets, and we still had money for good dope and beer. <laughs> Stop bragging about the ticket prices. <laughs> yeah, they were great. <laughs> Meanwhile, I think I, I think I paid twelve dollars to see Bob Seger. 
gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Last question before we get to your song and your book. To those oh, that are okay. in high school, what is your advice to them? Or if you could go back and give yourself some advice, what would you say to yourself? I would say pay attention a whole lot more and don't take anything for granted like I did. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's your typical teenager when you're, you know, you think you know it all and you don't know crap. According that is to the true. reality of it, you know, I mean, it's a. Uh, uh, my dad was, you know, very instrumental in helping me understand that. Um, he never even went to high school. He only made it to seventh grade. Oh wow! And, and yet he was a, a tool and die maker and a machinist. It was a, mathematically a genius, you know. And uh, so he always said, you know, there's nothing you can't do if you don't put your mind to it. Nothing. And he was absolutely right, you know. And uh, he said, now we all have a one of his favorite things was that we all had a noose around our neck and that there were limits, meaning that there's limits to things. And he said, you need to learn those limits. And if you don't want to learn those limits, just go near the edge and jump off. You'll find out in a hurry at that noose around your neck is for. <laughs> Meaning don't go hang yourself. <laughs> okay. Use common sense, you know. Common sense is, is uh, uh, a gift if you want to say that. But it's a gift that you need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, what may make sense to you really don't make no sense to anybody else. You know, I mean, I feel that way a lot. <laughs> you do? I don't know why. It's difficult to get on my wavelength, and maybe <laughs> them, but maybe it's me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just. I just know that there there are times that I kind of look back and reflect upon things and say, I remember that lesson, you know, <laughs> before I stick my finger in that socket. <laughs> yes, I I have those moments that I'm like, I remember how I learned that. Yeah, those flashbacks are, are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they are. All right. what What is your song for our playlist, for our high school playlist on Spotify? Our song for on high school playlist. Okay. Um, oh, I would have to say it would be uh, Marshall Tucker searching for a rainbow. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. All right. And for your book, what is a book that you would like to add to? The Goodreads bookshelf. Um, I would. And I would say that my favorite book that I have ever read was about John Paul Jones. I have no idea who that is, but I will. John Paul Jones was a eighteen uh, twelve uh, captain of a warship for the United States Navy. Oh, that's very specific. And 
He is claimed to fame is they were at the British were asking him if he wanted to surrender because his ship was getting all blown up. And he yelled back, I have not yet ready to surrender. I am not even begun to fight. So obviously the man had a lot of determination. <laughs> and he did win the battle. <laughs> so yeah. you know. It, uh, it was pretty, pretty, uh, uh, just, I guess my, my, my mind is kind of weird in a way that I love the 1800s, the 1900s, those centuries were so developmental in, in, uh, my way of thinking on things because of, you know, just reading about like, uh, Lewis and Clark leaving St. Louis in 1805 and going to Portland, Oregon, and uh, going like, holy mackerel, how'd they do that? Because I've been out there and I've seen what they went through and how they got there and all of that. And, and they didn't that. in a car. Like, it was hard. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, 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 they did it on foot and horse and by boat, you know. And that's like that movie, The Reverend, with uh, about Hugh Glass, that that um, trapper that got attacked by the grizzly bear, and oh, yeah. I think I and everybody that. left him for dead, you know. And he made it back to the to the camp. I mean, he survived it, and uh, you know, I mean, just just those those kind of guys are just like, oh my God, how do they do this stuff? I, you know, I look at people today and I go. Hmm. How in the world do they even get past one foot from the other? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm not saying I'm a Daniel Boone or nothing, but I at least could survive a while. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> I mean, I know how to hunt, I know how to kill, I know how to skin, I know how to cook, I know how to grow stuff, I know how to, you know, fish, I know I'm a survivalist. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear what the city listeners are going to say about this one. <laughs> I know some people in my family that have sent up in the different spots and said, now work, do this, and then you'll learn. And they did, and they learned. Uh-huh. They learned well. They didn't like it, but they learned well. <laughs> uh-huh. Well. I don't know how to segue, so thank you for being a guest. It okay. is an absolute delight getting to speak with you. And <laughs> I cannot thank you enough for giving me your time today. No, and that's all right. That's all I, I got is time. <laughs> I have loved, loved, loved interviewing you. And <laughs> listeners, for anybody that would like to be a guest on the podcast, all you have to do is reach out. Um, you can message me, find me on uh, the Spotify links, the Insta links, and we're now on Apple Podcasts, so you can actually oh, cool. start following us. Yeah, so you're, uh, you're expanding you're well, aren't you? Support, yes, I am. Yeah, thank you, guys. Proud of that. Till next time, bye. <laughs> okay, sweetie, bye. <laughs>